Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to the Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. My name is Gage Sutton, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Connor McKinnon, and first-timer, Chris Santiago. And we got a lot to cover today, guys, including some Texas State men's basketball, some Texas State football, and an interview with assistant coach for the San Marcos Rattlers, Jason Napoli. But before we get to all that, let's throw it to Connor McKinnon for a word from our sponsor. Thank you, Gage. Twin Peaks Restaurant Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on North Brown Frontage Road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street, San Marcos, Texas. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurants.com. Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, and scenic views. All right, guys. Well, let's get started with the show. We got a lot to cover, like I said. So let's get right into it with some Texas State men's basketball. And they're actually in action tonight at home. And they're at home for the first time since December 15th. So it's been over a month since they've played at home, which is pretty crazy. But this is their first in-conference home game. And they're taking on a Louisiana team that's uh, right behind them in the conference standings. So, and But there's something important to note here. We were told this weekend, or that... We were told that this weekend they would be without their head coach, Bob Marlin, in these two crucial games. So, Chris... Give us an idea of what the Sun Belt is looking like right now and how the rest of the season could play out for the Bobcats if uh, they're able to get these two big wins against Louisiana this weekend. So um, Texas State currently holds a 5-1 record in the conference, and they are also number one in the Sun Belt West Division. So depending on the outcome of these next two games, um, Louisiana, can, Louisiana can either take the number one spot or tie them. Now, um, I don't know if you mentioned, but both teams are coming in hot. Texas State's cr- currently on a five-game win streak, and Louisiana's on a three-game win streak. So the division is tight. Um, if you look at it, um, Little Rock is currently at 4-4. Four and four. UT Arlington is also at 4-4. Four and four. And those two are two games behind the number one spot. So um, Texas State does play them twice um, this uh, next week and the following week. So depending on the outcome of those games, um, we can see a change in the standings um, soon. Yeah, and, you know, this Texas State team, I mean— we talk about it every week. This is a team that we didn't expect to be as good as they are because they lost Nigel Pearson. They had a lot of controversy in the offseason with their coaching change, but they found a way to get past all of that and win games, which has been really impressive. They've had a lot of guys step up for them. Uh, I think someone, I think it was Deshaun who mentioned it on the Monday show. He said that they don't have a single scorer who's over or like someone who's averaging more than 15 points uh, for this team, which means that everybody's pitching in. Uh, everyone's doing their part. No one guy is going to have a great night. There are nights where we saw like Caleb Asbury have a really good weekend against Little Rock. And then we saw Isaiah Small have a really good weekend last week against ULM. So that's the one thing you can say about this team is, is that they're resilient. They've gotten through all the controversy surrounding it. Uh, around around their season so far, and they, they've done, they've made the most of what they could. So, Connor, what is it going to take for the Bobcats to beat the Raging Cajuns, though? Well, you look at this Raging Cajuns team, there's a few things to kind of keep in mind. There's three scorers on this Louisiana Raging Cajun team that have gotten double figures above 10 points per game. And to kind of focus on that, Cedric Russell, Malik Wilson, and Theo Akubo. That is quite a setup for Louisiana. They score a bunch of points. They're one of the top teams in the Sun Belt Conference, and they're second in the West Division, as you mentioned, Gage. But keep an eye out for Thea Akubo. He is rebounding a machine, 10.3 rebounds per game, number four in the Sun Belt Conference, and leads the conference with 3.3 blocks per game. They're not known for their defense, but this man 
is 6'11 and weighs 225 pounds. That is a big man. And that is going to be something that the Bobcats are going to have to get used to. And they have. They went one-on-one earlier in the season with them, but it was an overtime loss that they had. So the very cable, but as you mentioned, Caleb Asbury, if you look at his performance against Louisiana Raging Cajuns, it's really impressive. He actually averages 9.3 points per game, 78 field goal percentage, and 80.3 three-point percentage in the meetings against the Cajuns. And Isaiah Small has been playing really well this season. He's been shooting at least 57.4% from the field. When you have that in combination with what's going on with everything, this Bobcat team is very capable of going against this Louisiana Raging Cajun team and coming up with two wins. But I think they're also kind of in the catbird seat because they're up. They only have one loss on the Sun Belt Conference this season while the Raging Cages have three. So they have so Bobcats have the advantage to just make sure they need to ca- capitalize and extend this win streak. And, you know, you mentioned Theo Okuba. What I'm hearing from that is that in order for the Bobcats to win this game is that they're going to have to win the rebounding battle because yeah. that's something that they've struggled with. <laughs> yeah. They don't really have anybody who's a lot bigger, <laughs> no one uh, the size of Theo. So if they have, if they can get big rebounding efforts from Isaiah Small, um, we've seen a lot of the guards put in a lot of work on the boards too. So, you know, as long as they win the rebounding battle, I think this is a game that's winnable. They have to make their shots from behind the arc and, I mean, just keep playing the way they've been playing because, again, like Chris mentioned earlier, they're on a five-game win streak. This is a team that is exceeding expectations first in the West Division in the Sunbelt Conference. So definitely a team to watch. Chris, do you have any more comments on this team? Um, I mean, just just keep doing what they're doing at the end of the day. I mean, take it one game at a time. Don't. I mean, I did mention the upcoming games, but I believe that if you take it one game at a time and you win one and then you go on to the next one and win the next one, then, I mean, this win streak is just going to continue. And, uh, I mean, I hope it does, and hopefully, you know, we can win out. I mean, that, that's something that sounds kind of crazy, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always possible. I mean, you never know. Yeah, and, you know, they're in the right direction. So uh, make sure you guys go check, uh, check out the Texas State men's basketball team. They're actually in action at 4 p.m. today at home against Louisiana, uh, and they will also be playing tomorrow at 4 p.m. at home against Louisiana. So go check them out. Go support them. And, yeah. But now, guys, sticking with a little more Texas State, uh, Texas State sports, we're going to move to Texas State football. And this week we saw the first coaching change this season, which at some point I thought it wasn't going to happen. I thought this was going to be a, a, a team that stayed the same with all their staff. But uh, the two position coaches that were lost were Coach Archie McDaniel, the inside linebackers coach, and Coach Clay McGuire, the O-line coach. They both left to go uh, their separate ways from Texas State. But I guess let me ask you guys, what are some of the thoughts on these two guys leaving and maybe the overall, uh, I guess, thoughts on the offseason so far? Yeah, I think when it comes to Texas State football, Coach Spavadol is trying to get his staff on board, right? I think the first year that he was coaching, it wasn't necessarily his staff, and he had people that were kind of uh, hires that maybe he didn't want. So I think this time around, he's actually having a lot more control of who he's bringing into the program, and that's going to be really important for this Bobcat team moving forward. The O-line has been a very bad issue for this Bobcat team for the last few years since I've been covering this team, and it seems like it hasn't gotten better. And you have capable quarterbacks, but if you don't give them the appropriate protection, it's just not going to line up for you. But as for the QB position, it's going to be important that they get an offensive line coach that can coach these young men up to par for what they want. But yeah, I think with Archie McDaniel leaving, that's kind of I think it's a little bit of a loss for Bobcat team because he's coached Brian London and Coach Nick Daniels, who are one of the best tacklers in the Sun Belt Conference a few years ago. But yeah, we'll have to see what Coach Battle is going to do with his next tires. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the quarterback position. I know one of the things that I, we saw this offseason, I guess one of my first initial thoughts was 
what are they doing? Because at the beginning of the offseason, it looked like they weren't getting any recruits coming their way. Um, but then they decided to go on a signing spree and ended up getting like 10 guys from JUCO or transfer guys. And one of them happened to be NC State quarterback Ty Evans, who now is considered to be in the running for the quarterback uh, position. So now it's going to be a three-way a three-way quarterback uh, competition between Ty Evans, Tyler Vitt, and Brady McBride. So it'll be really interesting to see what the football team does from here on out. But right now, we're going to take a break. We'll come back after to talk to Co- uh, Coach Jason Napoli of the San Marcos Rattlers. Uh, you're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. And welcome back to Bobcat Radio here in the KTSW studios. My name is Gage Sutton, and I'm here with Connor McKinnon and Chris Santiago. And right now, we have assistant coach of the San Marcos Rattler boys basketball team, Coach Jason Napoli. Coach, how you doing? Uh, hey man, I, I'm living the dream, man. <laughs> Just blessed to be be up up this morning and, and be on with you guys. So that's great to hear, Coach. We always always happy to have you on the show. Uh, so I guess the first thing we want to get to is we didn't get a chance to talk to you guys after your impressive win against Austin earlier in the week, and you guys ended the losing streak that you guys were on. Uh, how how did it feel to get that win? Man, thank goodness. Like when, when you lose a few games in a row, it, it, it's it hits you in the heart, and and uh, to, to, for our kids to show up and play like they did the other night, man, it was just a blessing. So, um, yeah, we yeah we we pieced out pretty quick after that game, boy. Just got got things done, got it got it done the right way, and uh, got out of there with the dub. So, and if I'm not mistaken, you guys were missing uh, Matthias Perkins in that game too, correct? Yeah, yeah, Matias is, is at home with with family uh, doing some things, so uh, we're, we're missing him. But at the same time, we're we're representing for him, so he'll he'll be back shortly, and uh, everything's good. So we're just we're we're making it happen with what we got. That's good to hear. We're we're gonna send some love towards Matias uh, way from KTSW Sports, um, but. You guys were able to win that game without him. Uh, could you just a little bit of how uh, tell us a little bit about how you guys won that game and uh, what made you guys successful? Well, I mean, I, it, it all it, it all looks back at defense, and, and and we talk about it all the time. And uh, so, de- defense leads to offense, and and we did all the right things uh, transition wise. We, we we got we blocked out well, and and we got rebounds, and we and we and we turned it into into points at the other end. So. Uh, as long as we continue to do that, uh, the other thing we did real well was we played four quarters. Um, if you look at our, our past games, those four losses there in the middle, um, we, we we had two quarters on, two quarters off, and and you can't do that against high-level teams. So um, when you play four quarters and do everything right for four quarters, uh, usually it uh, leads to a W. And coach, you were talking about those four losses. Uh, mentioned the losing streak, but you guys arguably played two of the best teams in the state in Westlake and Lake Travis, and then also played some pretty good teams in the district. Um, so, I guess what's the mindset for you guys moving at, uh, moving on as you're getting into the second half of the season, and uh, you, the standings are starting to get basically set in stone as you guys head towards the end of the season. Well, it, it, it's about us right now, like. Like when we do the things that we're we're supposed to do, and uh, we co- we coach our kids to do, and, and when the kids respond and and do those things, rebounding, no second chance points, transition, all the you know just the little things, the details, and uh, it's about us. So if 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 we hand if we handle 
and do what we're supposed to do, like those, those teams shouldn't have beat us, but it, it, it is what it is and it happens. And, um, so we're just excited to, to be able to play some of those teams again and, and, uh, maybe, uh, get some redemption. How's it going, Coach? This is Chris. Um, so already beating Del Valley earlier this month and getting a feel of how they play, what is something you guys want to do this time around that didn't work during that first matchup? Well, I, I, I just mentioned it, uh, the, the four quarters. Like, we, we, we played really hard and then let them back in the game, and then all of a sudden we're in a battle and then we play hard again. So uh, just be, being able to um, do what we're supposed to do and – put that nail in the coffin uh, when you're up early on a team and not let them back in the game is really important for us. So um, we're young, we're learning. Uh, you know, you got a bunch of sophomores, a junior and a couple seniors, and both those seniors didn't play varsity last year. So um, we're just – we're trying to figure out figure it out as we go. So – Hey, Coach Connor here. Appreciate you joining the show as always. And we have a few mutual friends of ours, Jude McLaren and Deshaun Hartley. They started their own thing, the Rattler Report, which has been interesting to kind of see a different side of covering the San Marcos High School boys basketball team. And Malik was able to join one of the episodes, and it was really great to kind of see his personality and see who he is as a person, because I think that's really important to highlight for these young men that are trying to move on in their careers. Uh, when you see Malik going into like a podcast like this, be able to talk and open up and talk about things uh, like sports and school and moving on, how much does it mean to you as a coach to be able to see that his personality, who he is as a person, is being broadcasted out there? Well, well, it starts with the parents, and uh, he's got two great ones, uh, Denisha and Jimmy. Uh, just just being able being able to see a young man grow into a mature young man. You know what I'm saying? Like. So he talks about things that that you shouldn't talk about. Like, I mean, he talks about his diet and how it how it makes him feel better, and and uh, he talks about his, his his relationships with with teachers and and uh, with Coach Pinchback and and myself. And um, it's just it's 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 really warming to see see a young man believe like you believe. So so we pour into these kids, and, they, and when they pour back into us. It, it's awesome, man. It just, but 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 it all starts with the parents, man. And the home life and and those guys, they do a great job, just just raising young young people. And you know, uh, they got the daughter is a senior, and, and and the younger daughter who I think I I believe she's in eighth grade now, and and they're all just great people. And so it, it's just it's just it it, it makes going to work everyday fun when you can have that kind of relationship with people and coach you mentioned Kayla Presley I know uh, <laughs> one of the things that we we're talking about uh, on the broadcast Jude and Ethan uh, I know you weren't able to listen to the game or watch it but Kayla had a really good game last week against or this week against Austin and uh, she showed some pretty impressive moves and uh, a lot of toughness do you think that she passed that on to Malik or do you think <laughs> do you think Malik kind of get that on got that on his own that was something we were wondering here in the studio <laughs> we, we, we always give Malik trouble that that she's the boss so uh, <laughs> I mean just just having an older sibling that that uh, is is that she she's got that mindset that she she's gonna be a champion wherever she goes and uh, she's passed that on to Malik and and like I said, it, it it all starts with the parents and and their home, their their the roots of the family are 
it's unbelievable. I, I just, it's a blessing every day to go to work at, at San Marcos with, with Miss Presley and, and those kids. So I just, I feel blessed. And, and I just, the, fa- the fact that people like you guys are calling me to be on a radio show, I just, <laughs> you know, I'm just excited. Yes, sir, Coach. It's always a pleasure. And we actually had head coach of the San Marcos girls basketball team join us, uh, Coach Veronica Kendall, last week. And we were asking her questions about uh, teaching and things like that. And we asked her about music. You know, she gave a, I asked, We asked an important question about what hypes her up before a game. What type of music did she go to? She went really old school. I don't even remember exactly what the artists were. But I, my question for you is, whenever you go into a game before a game, what type of music really gets you going, gets you pumped up for a game? All right, so so <laughs> early in the day, I listened to some gospel, some some uh, Christian music, just to get me grounded okay. and, and get me back on my roots. But <laughs> pre-game, man, DMX, oh, Tupac, Tupac, like anything that goes hard with a good beat, I just gets me gets me amped up, gets me going. Um, I, I'll tell y'all a funny a funny story. Back in uh, two thousand and thirteen. Um, we lost to Kyler Murray in, in the state playoffs. Oof. And uh, every single week, uh, the uh, um, oh, Fergie, uh, Black Eyed Peas, I got a feeling. It came on, <laughs> on the radio every morning, every game day, all, week, all year long. And then the one, game, the one day it, did, it didn't come on in the morning, was the day we played Kyle and Murray and we lost. So, so I, I always go back to a, a little black eyed peas and listen to, I got a feeling on game day. So it's just kind of a, a superstition ritual for me. Um, I, I know, I know it's not the coolest jam or anything, <laughs> and it's not a little, little baby or anything that kids are listening to these days, but, but that, that's just kind of, kind of where I go. And see, you know, we appreciate the old school stuff, DMX and Tupac. They're great. But, you know, you, you mentioned Lil Baby. Are, are, are your guys or your players like Malik and them, uh, are they showing you some new artists? Are they putting you on to game? <laughs> yeah, man. They're, 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 getting me, they're getting me into it, man. I'm, I'm slowly uh, uh, learning how, how, how to enjoy the young, the young people and their music. So uh, I'm old, man. I just. I go back to the classics and, and, and but pregame, they get the, they get the speaker and they get the the, the playlist and uh, so I, I I listen to their stuff you know when we're getting ready for a game so when we're doing our stretches and everything so yeah they they uh they're they're bringing me on to to some uh, new music so. That's always good to hear. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTW eighty nine nine. You're currently listening to. Assistant coach of the San Marcos Rattler basketball team, boys basketball team, Jason Napoli and coach. Uh, before we let you go, we have a few more questions for you, Chris. You want to ask the next one? Yeah. Um, so Grayson Harris seemingly has been one of the team's most dependable role players, thanks to his tremendous work on the glass and unreal ability to draw charges. Um, how big is it to have a savvy senior like him on this team with so many young talent? Well, well, the great thing about about Grayson is is he he's a team guy. He like he, he cares more about his teammates than he does himself. And uh, for him to come on the court and, and get those rebounds and, and, and those charges that you just mentioned, uh, like it, it, it's crucial. It's a crucial role and, and we need it um, being a young team and to have a senior step up like, like Grayson has. And um, 
we sat down the other day and, and talked about colleges he wants to go to. And I've been reaching out to the college coaches. Uh, you know, he's, he's an Ivy league guy. He's got straight A's and, and, uh, he wants to go to places like, uh, university of Penn and, and, and Fordham and, and, and those types of places. Wow. So he, he's a great kid and, and you gotta love him. And, and, uh, for the, the selfless, um, mentality he's got coming, uh, you know, out, out there with the team so Grayson a great player and now we're hearing he's a great student off the court and that's uh that's awesome to hear uh, and coach we're gonna ask you we have one more question for you again we want to thank you for joining the show really appreciate it uh so before we send you off we want to see what is your prediction for the Super Bowl who do you think will walk away <laughs> with the Lombardi trophy <laughs> oh man well I'll, I'll be honest with you like Patrick Mahomes is, is my dude, and uh, I grew up in yeah. St. Louis, and and uh, I've I've lost two NFL teams in my career um, as a as a St. Louis person. So, um, I've, the Chiefs have kind of always been my been my go to team when uh, St. Louis loses loses a team. So, but Tom Brady's the goat, man. You can't, and they're going to be at home. Oh man, I I just. If I was a bet man and had to put my money down, I, I couldn't go against Tom Brady at home, man. Um, you know, no disrespect to, to Mahomes and uh, those guys, but um, the 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 the, in, the inner coach Knapp wants to say Kansas City. The the betting coach Knapp wants to say Tom Brady. I think I think those are fair picks, Coach. Uh, no, no judgment here, but <laughs> again, Coach, we want to thank you for joining the show. We want to wish you luck tonight in your game uh, against Del Valley, and uh, yeah, guys, we always appreciate you, and and, and 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 we'll say it over and over again. We we appreciate the platform that you give to our kids, and, and uh, anytime you need something from us, you just you just reach out, and we're here for you. So we love you guys, and uh, KT. KTSW does the best uh, <laughs> platform for for our kids ever. So, thank you guys. Yes, love sir. Love was mutual, thank coach. <laughs> mutual love. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, coach, so much. All right, guys. See you later. All right, take Thanks, care. Coach. And that was assistant coach of the San Marcos High School Boys Rattlers team, Coach Jason Napoli, and always a great interview with him. Uh, super lovable guy and uh gives great answers too I, I didn't know all that stuff about his music taste so hey hey l- listen black eyed peas classic man you <laughs> can't go wrong with that like, i got a feeling i remember when i was bumping to that when i was 13 yeah well yeah someone else has a feeling guys <laughs> and the feeling is not a good <laughs> that transition yeah i know the transition, <laughs> the transition, was transition good, right? man well <laughs> Turn out this feeling is not a good feeling and I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh, we're boy. talking about the the Texas, the Houston Texans team. So we're sticking with the Texas theme, trying try to be a little bit local um, in terms of the NFL teams. Deshaun Watson wants out. It's been yeah. made clear he does not want to be a part of the Texans organization anymore, and I don't blame him. That, that organization has been a train wreck, um, taking away his best wide receiver, making questionable decisions in the front office, and uh, just – just a lot of going, a lot of stuff going wrong. And Deshaun Watson is one of those generational talents at the quarterback position. Um, so I guess let me ask you guys: He wants out of Houston. Where do you guys think should be his number one landing spot? Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. So um, it really depends on what I guess the Texans want. I mean, I understand it's you know what I mean, not what Texans want, but what Texans are going to get for Deshaun Watson. And I, I understand you know Deshaun Watson. It's 
he has a no trade clause, so if he doesn't want to go somewhere, he he doesn't have to. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think the Dolphins. Mm. I mean, look at uh, the trade, um, the trade, uh, the draft capital that they have. I mean, they have the first oh, yeah. round, two first round picks. Yep, they have Tua, and then um, if you were the Texans, I'd definitely take it. I mean, think about it. You <laughs> yes. have. You got Tua. You can pair him up with one of the Alabama receivers, or even Jamar Chase. And then uh, with the second um, first round, the second first round pick. First right. round pick. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, you can draft somebody else. I mean, depending on what falls on down there. I mean, and you also have a young quarterback who, if we're being honest, a lot of people are kind of. In the Dolphins, they don't like him, or they, they, not that they didn't like him, but they didn't think he was going to be like that guy. Yeah. But I mean, you really can't put enough pressure. I mean, a lot of pressure on that guy compared to what Justin Herbert did. You know, it's it's different scenarios, I guess. But I'd probably go to the Dolphins. Yeah, he, <sighs> Dolphins are. See, I I think you need. Yeah, I want Tua. I want the two first round picks this year. And then I want picks for the amount of time you're going to have Deshaun Watson. So every year you have Deshaun Watson, I want a first round draft pick. Ooh, that's what I would be nice. demanding for the Miami dolphins. Cause I think that's a fair compensation. You're getting a generational type quarterback who, if he's in the right situation can put you in win Super Bowls. I truly believe that. I mean, he has shootouts with some of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, you could look at matchups against Russell Wilson a few years back when he's playing at the Seahawks, that was a shootout. And now you're taking away Hopkins from him. You're not letting him have decision-making in regards to the structure of the organization, the GM. The and then, then the head coach, they just kind of went, is this good enough for you? And they basically, that's what it felt like. when Because they wanted Josh McCowan. There was rumors like Josh McCowan was like, he, he played for the Eagles and tore his hamstring <laughs> in the playoffs. And that's all he's been relevant for. And then he was coaching a high school team. It's like, really? You want Josh McCowan to be the head coach? And they're like, hey, Deshaun, we'll get you an assistant coach from the Ravens if you stay. That's what it felt like. It felt like a last-ditch effort to try to keep Deshaun Watson to stay. But the reports are saying he doesn't want to stay there anymore. He wants to be traded. Texans are responding like, no, 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 we want to keep you. But like you said, that no trade clause has a lot of leverage. And you have that leverage. And you're like, if you don't like it, it's like, nope, not going to trade. And he just said he's willing to play hardball. I think he'd be willing to set out games. Because yeah. I just don't think he wants to be with that organization. J.J. Watt's probably out, that face of the franchise for a long time. They, they can cut him at some point and save a bunch of money, so they probably will. But... If I'm Deshaun Watson, the rumors are saying the Jets, and I don't think that's a bad option. A lot of cap space there. There's some young talent going on, and you can probably get some good... You probably don't have to trade that many pieces away for Deshaun Watson compared to if you're Miami, as I think Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback if he has protection, but he's been up and down like a roller coaster. But, yeah, I think he's going to go to the Jets. I think Miami's maybe an option, but I think the Jets, they have the second pick. I think that's a little bit more of a interesting option if you're te- the Houston Texans. Yeah, and, you know... I think the Houston Texans need a whole rebuild, but that's a conversation for yeah. a different day. <laughs> if I'm Deshaun Watson, I got to keep my options open because, yes, the Jets look interesting, and we talked about the Dolphins. Those are two very good options, but one of the teams that I've been talking about, I know, um, I guess I mentioned in the studio before the show, was the Carolina Panthers. That could, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. I think Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore are two great weapons to have, and if they can bring back Curtis Samuel, I mean, they have a great coach. Uh, offensive coordinator yeah, Joe Brady from LSU yeah. 2019 hey, champion shout out to Jude McLaren yeah, shout out to Christopher Brown <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking about that I was like he always talks about Joe Brady he's like Eagles should get Joe Brady I said I don't know about that <laughs> no no offense to Joe Brady but yeah I think the Carolina Panthers are a great option they're trending in the right direction um, they had a pretty good season even though a lot of people thought that they were going to be a bottom uh, bottom of the league team but they came out and shocked a lot of teams and uh, played a lot better than they actually are on paper uh, so Deshaun Watson could come in and make them an automatic playoff contender, maybe a Super Bowl contender. But 
again, make sure you guys keep up with what's going on with Deshaun Watson. And, uh, guys, we're running out of time, so yeah. let's get to weather real quick with Chris. All right, guys, so today's weather, let me, sorry. It's going to be, uh, currently it's 57 degrees outside and in the high 70 and low 57. This weekend on Saturday, it's going to be partly cloudy with a high 79 and a low 48 degrees. So make sure you guys go outside and enjoy this nice weather because you never know, it might start raining sometime soon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You got to take advantage of this uh, nice weather while it's out, but that's our time. But before we go, we want to give a special thank you to Coach Knapp for joining us on today's show. Make sure you guys keep up with everything going on with Texas State and San Marcos stuff by following us on KTCB Sports and Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For Connor McKinnon, Chris Santiago, I'm Gage Sutton. Thanks for listening to Bobcat Radio. Now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.